Welcome to Friends in Prison. I'm Claire Aronson, and I have 29 friends in prison. Welcome back to the best podcast about pen pals in prison. And uh, of course, just to clarify, I, uh, I haven't listened to any other podcasts about friends in prison. So um, this is just about the podcast with the best friends in prison. Yeah, it's the best podcast because they're the best friends. So last time, you'll remember, I talked about Val and she was getting $60 a month from her dad. And that kind of money helps you to get snacks or medications, over-the-counter type of medications or new shoes, anything like that. And her father passed away. And so she wasn't getting any more income. But I did get a letter from Val, so I'm going to go ahead and read the letter and then talk to you a little bit more about Val. Uh, maybe you'll also remember she is she has a fundraiser on GoFundMe to raise money for a lawyer so that she can get a sentence reduction. Her sentence right now is 55 years. She's already served 10 years of that 55-year sentence, and she is hoping to go back in front of the judge for a lower sentence. So, Claire, I can never thank you properly for all you're doing. Oh, my goodness, there's something else before I read this letter that I want to tell you guys. Okay. Um, I was really nervous about sending her the transcript of the last podcast because I don't like to be judgmental of my pen pals. I feel like, you know, they, of course, they have the police and judge and jury literally judging them. And... Um, everyone else who has read about their case and the victims and the victims' families. And so I feel like, you know, we don't even need to talk about your case. But in Val's situation, I was going to say Val's case, she and I are talking specifically about what happened. I mean, I have to have this conversation. She brought it up. So in you know, in my attempts to help, I also have to be realistic about the fact that she committed a crime and she knows and I know that she has a sentence that she needs to carry out in in relation to that crime. So uh, I was really nervous about showing her my opinions about her sentence, which honestly, if if it's true that people serve about half of the sentence that they've been given... Um, she'll have 27 and a half years. You know, she will be younger than 60 when she gets out. You know, I think she she could still have a, a decent life. And, and so even if her fundraiser and her appeal don't work, I think that she still has a lot to be hopeful for, a lot to look forward to. And, um, and I, I don't think it's a death sentence. She's not going to die behind bars. She is still going to be able to contribute to society sooner would be better than later. But even if she didn't get that sentence reduction, I think justice would be served. And I, I think that's hard to hear from a friend. When you want to get out of prison, I would want all of my friends to say, of course, you should get out as soon as possible. You should get out yesterday. So to have a friend say, well, if this doesn't work and and you have to serve out the rest of your sentence, I guess that would be okay. You know, I I I don't know that I would want to hear that. Uh, the other thing that I said that I was scared just about her reaction um, was that I said I was afraid this appeal might not work. And in which case, am I helping her to get her hopes up? 
and then they're just going to be dashed? Is her money and her time better spent doing something else? You know, uh, maybe, like I said, spending the money at the commissary instead of spending it on a lawyer. Because at least when you go to the commissary, you're going to get something for that money. If you spend $15,000, that's what she's trying to fundraise, on a lawyer, he could just uh, go before the court and get denied. So after getting this letter from her, you'll see she's full of hope. And I think that hope is something that you just can't put a price on. I think that the work that she will put into her case and the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, that that has worth in and of itself, even if her appeal gets denied. And um, I think appeal is the wrong word in this case. She's looking for a resentencing. But I think if it is denied, at least between now and then, she will have something to be hopeful for. And beyond that, she will know that she did everything that she could in order to live the best life she could. So she says, Claire, I can never thank you properly for all you are doing. This is incredible. The podcast, oh, I read it over the phone. I called my stepmom and I told her about it. I hope you don't mind. I also sent it to my friend, Scott. Scott is the friend who is setting up her GoFundMe. And you can find it at uh, Valerie Andrews Legal Fund on GoFundMe. If you are interested in reading Val's words from her own voice and learning more about her podcast or learning more about her fundraiser. Uh, I also asked Scott to take the pictures down because it just doesn't look proper. I think from the list that you sent, so I sent her a list of different ways that people have talked about fundraising, especially fundraising online. And maybe she could share this with Scott or there's something she might be able to contribute from where she is. Uh, so she sent the list to Scott. I, I, we have also come up with a new, with another list, create a fundraiser hashtag, number two, create a Facebook event for your fundraiser, number three, share your fundraiser on LinkedIn, number four, write your link in an unexpected place, number five, post your fundraiser in Instagram, oh, I think we, we skipped five, we went right to six, then seven is ask others to share, eight, make a pen, also, what is a pen? Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to ask around, Val. <laughs> Number 14. So these must be uh, from the list. Uh, share in Snapchat. Number 18, set up set up a bank. I think it says, a, oh, a bake sale. I thought it was going to be a bank account. Set up a bake sale or other fundraiser. What do, what do we have to lose? And um, how can you put it in the view of Kim Kardashian? They, you say, you say that you were, you say you wish you were better. I wish I was better at just talking. Okay. You say you wish you were better at taking initiative, but look at all that this, that you are doing. Thank you so much for all of this. I'm doing 25 minutes, five times five a week. Just jumping a little. It's my leg is giving me the business. It's been so cold here. Listen, my stepmom called. She said it was my dad's wish for me to be taken care of, and I can make it off of $50 a month. It will be okay. I'm okay. The lawyer's thoughts are that I was charged with the wrong sentencing structure. I was charged with first degree, 
And the statute says that when evading arrest, that is a second degree. So that changes the sentence structure to 20 years. I was never told about this. I had tried twice to commit suicide right after they knew I was not stable. I wouldn't even fathom what I had done. So I signed the papers. I wanted the problem of me to be gone out of others' view for the Perez's to have some closure and me gone. That's why I signed those papers. I hurt so many people and I didn't want them to hurt anymore with me being there as a reminder to them. I took a plea bargain and signed the papers because I felt that I deserved this. And that was, that was my frame of mind. Well, tell me, what are the next steps? Thank you for being there. I love the pictures. They go in my photo album next to the others. Thank you, my friend, for going out on a limb for me, Valerie. So I think one of the things to keep in mind is that she she did commit a serious crime. Uh, I'm sure... I'm sure you're all uh, listeners who turn in every single week. So you remember Val had a DUI and while she was under the influence and driving a vehicle, the police came up behind her. She tried to evade the police and she hit a car resulting in the death of four people. So I can understand why she needs to take responsibility for her actions. And so I, I wrote back to her and I told her that while I believe, certainly, she is responsible for these actions, I believe that our God is a forgiving God, and I believe that people can be forgiving also. If she is truly repentant, is that the right word? Contrite. If she is truly sorry for her crime, if she has taken responsibility and she lives the rest of her life in an effort to honor those people, I don't, I don't know the victim's families, so, I mean, I don't know that they've made any statement about forgiving her. I can't speak for them, but I would hope that at some point, even if, you know, if she spends the rest of her life in prison, that they would find forgiveness in their heart. So I, I really think that once you have been truly sorry for what you've done, and as I said, when, you know, hopefully the other people would be forgiving also, that it's only the devil that is trying to make you continue to feel guilt. It is only the devil that wants you to commit suicide. It is only deep, dark, awful forces that would want someone to hurt themselves out of that kind of guilt. So hopefully, my friend Val will, will find some comfort and some relief from her guilt. As I say, not from her responsibility, but from that crushing kind of guilt. So I'm, I'm very excited. I'm also glad to hear that her stepmother is going to honor her father's wishes. And especially since her father left her stepmom the money. And I believe that if he thought his wife was not going to honor his wishes, he would have left the money directly to his daughter. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that she's going to be getting a little is it a stipend while she's in prison just to make this time a little easier? You know, we talked last time about the types of things that you can buy with this money. And we're, we're talking about eye drops and extra hygiene products, you know, aspirin, these types of things that hemorrhoid cream that I don't think are extras. You know, they're not uh, luxury items. 
They are things that in your everyday life you would think of as a necessity. But of course, in prison, um, if you did, I don't blame the prison. If they just opened it up and said, hey, we're going to give everybody everything that they might quote unquote need, wouldn't you stockpile? Wouldn't you use it more often than if you had to pay your own money? Wouldn't you just clear out the shelves? So I definitely understand why we have this commissary and why people need to save their money, hopefully not spend it on honey buns, and make sure that when they do need something like new shower shoes or deodorant, that they are able to get those things. I'm going to stop the podcast here a little short this week and just tell you if you or someone you know is struggling with thoughts of self-harm or suicide, help is available 24 hours a day at 1-800-273-8255. Just know that you are loved. You are essential. There is hope. There is nothing that we can't overcome together. This is available to anyone who is in a suicidal crisis or emotional distress. So please just pick up the phone, talk to someone and trust me because I know you're listening to the podcast already because you trust me. Nobody's hate listening, right? Right. You are all here to to make sure that we can make the world a better place. And it is going to be a better place through growth and change, not through losing people. So if you do know anybody, tell them about the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you haven't already, tell everyone about the podcast. There's no way you could have told everyone already. And as always, find your own friends in prison. <laughs>